All right. Well, welcome to the Bible Story Podcast. My name is Braden, and my friend with me is John Draper. Braden, I'm curious. What is your story? Okay. So I've been, you know, processing through as we continue to read through Samuel, and I have a few instances of my life where I had to decide on where my loyalty would lie. Okay. Mm. So I, I think this, you know, for me specifically with some friends and family, and uh, as as we grow, I think, John, you and I both know that we are prone to change. If we don't change during grow, I don't know if we do grow. It's Yeah. It kind of goes with the territory. Exactly. So, you know, it's no different for myself. And uh, the difficult part, you know, becomes when two individuals grow in opposing directions, mm, right? Yeah. Um. And so I've had a few friends growing up that I would still consider myself pretty close with, um, but we were friends really young, you know, right. so we grew up together. I would have been, you know, four, five, six years old when we met. Hmm. Now, they don't share the same beliefs or faith system uh, that I do, which has definitely le- led to some hard conversations, but I would say has led to a lot of really good conversation as well. Cool. Okay. There's been times though, when setting myself apart or following my convictions or standing firm in my faith on certain things, honestly, like alcohol, going to clubs, living with someone before marriage, when when it really became apparent the difference between their life and my life, mm. right? I think the biggest thing with this is it actually makes um, that division or maybe that space between me and my friends feel really big Hmm. when when the difference is kind of right in front of you it makes me it makes them very aware that we think quite differently on how to live life it sounds it sounds like it can be quite tricky at times to navigate some of those friendships yeah relationships Uh, yeah and and you know what there was times when choosing my faith or or choosing my relationship with god or my loyalty to God looked like setting my friends at a certain distance. Hmm. And that, and that's really tough. So I've, I've got to ask, yes. Do you have any regrets or are you really happy or proud of certain situations? Okay. So I got to say, it's certainly not been all bad, you know, um, (laughs) which is a relief, (laughs) which is a relief. And I, I do actually still have some of those relationships. Now some have, have we've just naturally grown apart um and, and a lot of those just simply because of life stages who, like exactly you're you you married and living in different uh, cities Brandon, exactly. it sounds right. like so, you have a story um, for us to hear <laughs> but some of those right, i do have a few really moments in mind that i would like to I, share even though we view today like we're going we're to learn to follow god and we continue and to have to good conversations around both of our belief systems i think that's really important that we allow those differences to still exist right um the thing is, when I stand firm in my faith, it actually builds respect between me and my friends. Cool. You know, if, if they're a good friend, they yeah. say, I really respect that you can stand up for that, and I'm okay with that. Hmm. Um, and so I think I'm really proud of, of how that has turned out, how my relationships as a whole in life where I stand right now have turned out. So, you know, I think God has really provided some amazing people in my life mm-hmm. that help me grow in my faith, help support me in my faith. Um, really, regardless of their own beliefs or yeah. not, they, bu- they, they want me to grow and they want my faith to grow. And I think that's, that's a really important 
aspect. You know, even if me and some of my friends have grown differently uh, or even grown apart, those people still matter a, a lot to me. Um, and all, all in all, allowing my faith to be a central part of my life hasn't been easy, um, but I've, I'm really proud of the way that it's shaped my life and my relationships. Well, Brayden, I, I got to say, like, that was a really hard question. And and you opened up a great deal. So thanks for sharing. Absolutely. I think that's going to really impact our lesson for today, um, or give some give us some insight on our lesson. So I appreciate that. Well, I'm glad. Um, I appreciate you asking the question. That's always good. Hmm. You gotta ask good questions to get good answers, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna give a little bit of background, kind of where we are uh, in Samuel, and then we'll continue on to our lesson. So. Here, again, we're seeing Saul had a lot of jealousy and issues with David. We see him being very insecure. Um, And actually, prior to the story, you know, before we jump into the next part, Saul has tried to kill David several times. Hmm. He sent him to um, do battle with a really fierce army, expecting him to be killed in that. And each time, however, David was successful and came back in massive celebrations. Yes. Michael, who is Saul's daughter, was then given to David in marriage. Which, okay, just a side note. Yeah. Um, like Michael, a daughter. Like yes. that's kind of an unusual name. It's spelt differently than what we would spell it here. Yeah. Also, uh, it's different language. Different language. We might different be saying it differently. Who knows? Yeah, we could but be totally Michael. Different. Girl's name, daughter. M I C H A L. Yeah. All right. So Saul, at this point, he was jealous of David and was afraid that David would one day perhaps become king. He was still oblivious to the fact that David was actually anointed to be king. That's right. Yeah. And so today, today's story is found in Samuel chapter 19 and 20. Okay, so this is where we pick up today's story. Saul was so angry with David from, you know, not falling into his traps, I guess. Or or being awesome. Yeah. He was just jealous. Being a really good... Yeah, totally jealous. Um, that, that Saul directly ordered his servants to... His servants and his son Jonathan to kill David, to assassinate David. Um, but Jonathan, who was very loyal to David and actually committed like a best friendship. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> yeah, like they were besties. They made a pact. A yeah, friendship pact. Um, Jonathan warned David to help him escape. Yeah, and so the next day, Jonathan reasoned with his father, King Saul. Um, and, and, and Saul actually listened to Jonathan. Like, it, it appears that these two had a, a fairly deep relationship, mm. and, um, and Saul made a vow not to harm David. I think deep down, Braden, yeah. I, I honestly think Saul knew that killing David was wrong, but I... I, I guess maybe it was just his emotions and yeah. his insecurity that was just such a a massive driving force mm. in all of this. And it's interesting, like we've seen Saul as a man who's been really close to God or mm. experienced God and as a man who right now seems very... Uh, uh, He's pretty troubled. Troubled, yeah. It often says in the Bible translation I was reading like a... Uh, like a difficult spirit or, uh, yeah. uh, you know, has like really set in on him, like a yeah. heaviness. 
Yeah. Um, and we see Saul struggling with this. And so, but oftentimes there's kind of inclinations or glimpses of, you still know what sin is. You still know that murder yeah. is wrong, right? Yeah. So this next part you're going to read, and it's from chapter 20. Okay. So it says this, war broke out again after that. And David led his troops against the Philistines. He attacked them with such fury that they all ran away. But one day, Saul was sitting at home with a spear in hand. The tormenting spirit from the Lord suddenly came upon him again. As David played his harp, Saul hurled his spear at David. But David dodged out of the way and leaving the spear stuck in the wall, he fled and escaped into the night. So Michael, who was David's wife, uh, helped David escape through a window in their home. So the troops that were ordered to find and kill David, well... They were unsuccessful because David wasn't there. David went to see the prophet Samuel, who is now, I mean, quite old. Samuel's, we've been in this, we've been reading this section for a long time, mm-hmm. and, and Samuel's been around for a long time. Um, he's now quite old, and David actually lived with Samuel for a while in Naoth. Now, this is, okay, this is quite a humorous part of the story, and a little bit confusing. Okay. Um. But humorous and confusing. That's yeah. I'd be nothing if not. <laughs> so you, I, I would encourage you to read read this part of the story mm-hmm. or, or read the whole thing. Samuel, First Samuel, chapter nineteen and twenty. But Saul sent troops to Naoth to arrest David. But when they got there, they were they met some prophets, and um and they and the soldiers kind of were swept up in the spirit, God's spirit, and they also began to prophesy. Hmm. And and so Saul sent troops again, and he saw, sent troops again. This happened three times. Saul sent troops three different times, and every time those troops began to prophesy. Finally, Saul himself went, and he too, guess what? He began to prophesy, except he was so emotionally overwhelmed, and, and, and maybe he was like, like there was this tormenting spirit that was often upon him, and mm-hmm. now the God spirit was upon him, and and it like it was a mess. Like he tore his clothes, and he was lying on the ground <clears throat> naked, which is kind of weird, um, but that's what it says. Yep. And he was prophesying. So this is like really bizarre. It's, it's an odd scenario. Okay, a little bit of clarification. So we've talked about prophecy. We're in Samuel, who is one of the prophets. Mm-hmm. Um. Prophecy as as an individual, generally, or a time of communication with God, or giving clarification into situations. Uh, yeah. Is that like so? Is that what we would see then the soldiers doing here, or is it like is there some other thing that I'm missing? Well, prophecy, like prophesying, can be is quite a uh, a general term. Okay. And so that can be a lot of different things. It can be uh, making a statement of um, what is in the world and, and how it should be. It could be a form of praise to God, and it can also be a form of like um, God uh, giving the person prophesying the ability to predict the future. Mm. So it, like, it encompasses so much, and we don't actually know what they were saying, right. so all, we can, all it says is that they began prophesying. So, right. so it could have been lots of different things. It could have been lots of different person. things, but you know, we just kind of say that, you know, they were, they were connected with God very intimately. Gotcha. 
Yeah. It sounds chaotic. A little chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. At least in this situation. Yeah. Okay. So I appreciate the clarification. Mm-hmm. Um, it's again. I just want to s- sit with Saul there for a second, <laughs> mentally, not mm-hmm. physically on the ground like he is. <laughs> um, but it, you know, we see this like he, there's an inner turmoil here. He's overcome with guilt. There's this inner inner battle. There's God's will. There's his will. His desire to kill David. God's already appointed and anointed David as king. Like there is like some. St- there's a lot going on. Some strife some struggle and and it really drove Saul quite mad right like what a strange response that he's having to God's spirit face down naked prophesying whatever that looks like um we're really seeing Saul as as a troubled individual oh a re- he does not appear very kingly in this scene. No, no no so David now fled from Naoth to Rama and found Jonathan, his friend. What have I done? He exclaimed. What is my crime? How have I offended your father that he is so determined to kill me? It's a really good question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jonathan couldn't believe what David was saying about his father. Uh, you know, so Jonathan actually promised to go and find out more information. So Jonathan feels as though, you know, he he kind of feels like his dad is is you know mostly good and yeah. and and we see that they already have a fairly good relationship. Right. They as communicate as, about things. Yeah, they talk. Yeah, they talk. And and Jonathan's feeling like you know I know what my dad doesn't hide anything from me, so he promises to go find out more information. And 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 David, well, he's not so certain that Saul's sharing everything with Jonathan. Hmm. Certainly, he's not sharing with Jonathan his intentions to kill David at this point. And David had a spear hurled at his head, so... Yeah. It's a little bit... He kind of gets... Yeah. Um, okay, so let's listen to David's response here in First Samuel 20, verses 5 to 8. Tomorrow, they're kind of setting up a plan to, yes. to, to suss out more information. Yeah. Okay. This is David speaking. It says, tomorrow we will celebrate the new moon festival. I've always eaten with the king on this occasion, but tomorrow I'll hide in the field and stay there until the evening of the third day. If your father asks where I am, tell him I've asked permission to go home to Bethlehem for an annual family sacrifice. If he says, fine, you'll know that all is well. But if he's angry and loses his temper, you will know that he is determined to kill me. Show me this loyalty as my sworn friend, for we made a solemn pact before the Lord. Or kill me yourself if I have sinned against your father, but please don't betray me to him. Okay. So now they agreed on a signal yeah. to let David know that Saul was you know, indeed angry and wanted to kill David. So the next day, Jonathan would take a servant to fetch arrows as he did, um, as Jonathan did some target practicing. If Jonathan said about his arrows, hey, they're, they're on this side, David would know that you know, it's all safe, it's all good. But if Jonathan said, go farther, they are still ahead of you, David would know that it's not safe to return to Saul. Okay, so I just mental picture here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan shooting arrows in the forest. Yes. Okay, David. In a, in a field. In a field. Yep. David hiding in a field. Yes. 
no one can see him. No. Nope. No one but Jonathan knows he's there. Yes. Jonathan then communicating with a servant who's fetching arrows. And just by the words that Jonathan's giving his servant, David will be able to hear a, the signal. Correct. Okay. Yes. I'm just making sure we're on the same page. Yep. Okay. So that night, the New Moon Festival starts, uh, or at the New Moon Festival, sorry, Saul was outraged that David wasn't there. When Jonathan challenged his father on this, he began to insult him and reveal his true hatred for David and his desire to kill him. So Jonathan stormed out of the banquet hall, furious, and, and you know, probably a little stunned that his father, his own father, would have such ill intentions. I can only imagine, like, if, if I kind of got wind of that my dad was that evil... Like, yeah, there's a lot of grief and sorrow that I'd be there's like, oh on. my goodness, he's, like who is this guy? Yeah, he he he's got a lot of feeling going on that night. Well, you're probably kept him up through the night. Your dad is all of a sudden someone you didn't think he is or was, or and then he's also trying to kill your best friend, who you're very loyal to and love very much, and so mm. it's, that's a whole messy scenario. It is okay. Absolutely. So the next day they did they stuck to the plan. They executed it perfectly. David hid in the field. Jonathan went, you know, with his servant boy to practice shooting. And he said, go farther. They are still ahead of you, which was the signal for David to flee, to run. It wasn't safe to be with Saul. Mm -hmm. So the boy collected the arrows and at Jonathan's request, you know, took home his bow, uh, his arrows and bow back home. Yeah. So when the coast was clear, David came out from hiding. The two men, you know, like... We can't emphasize this enough. They were the best of friends. Yeah. They hugged for a long time. They're just, they're sad. They were just really sad. Yeah. At last, Jonathan said to David, go in peace, for we have sworn loyalty to each other in the Lord's name. The Lord is the witness of a bond between us and our children forever. Then David left, and Jonathan returned to the town. Okay, so Jonathan had a very difficult decision to make, right? Is he loyal to his father? Is he loyal to his best friend? He's caught very much in the middle here. Yeah, and while he chooses to be faithful to his friend David, we know that he was furious with his dad, King Saul, because, well, King Saul's intention to kill David was, was awful. Mm-hmm. And he was deeply hurt by it all. He should, he should never have had to choose to betray his father and help David escape. Right. Now, on the surface, it kind of looks... I mean, we've talked about it even, David choosing... Or, sorry, Jonathan choosing between David and King Saul. But there is more going on here. That's right. Jonathan was... He, has, he was actually having to discern what God wanted. Mm-hmm. He was doing his best to follow God in this scenario. And it meant being remaining loyal to David and honoring their friendship. Right. This is our lesson for today. So no matter what difficulty you might encounter, follow God and be loyal. You know, be loyal to the ones who are also following God. You know, Saul was not following God. Not at this point in his life. And so Jonathan wisely chooses to be loyal to David. So follow Jonathan's example. Follow God. And be loyal. Growth tip time. Growth tip time. A growth tip, as always, is a way for us to grow in a relationship with Jesus. 
So as best friends, uh, Jonathan and David, they just, they loved each other as best friends. And they helped each other stick to God. That's right. Stay loyal to God. So here's, here's the question. Who is your best friend? Uh, loyalty is a great attribute. We've talked about it a lot. But when a person like Saul doesn't choose to follow God, it's really difficult to remain loyal or faithful to that person. You know, especially in all circumstances, they end up asking you to compromise on your relationship with God. Hmm. No, I, in, in, that, in that note, I remember some good friends of mine uh, during my high school days and even later in my college years. Um, they were doing some things that I just didn't agree with. I, I, I knew weren't right. You know, I had to choose where my loyalties lied. I walked away from some of my friends' friendships, um, hoping that we could maybe continue to be friends in in certain ways. But I, I have to say, it impacted my friendship um, with those people in in a very big way. Mm-hmm. And then I had other friends who loved Jesus and still do. And I remember having long conversations with them. And like David and Jonathan, we encouraged each other as we grew closer to Jesus. Yeah, it's it's never an easy scenario. It it's so difficult. No, so difficult. So okay, so our growth tip here uh, today is this: help each of your friends grow in a relationship with Jesus. That's the best way we can be loyal to people. For some, you may need to introduce them to Jesus. Mm-hmm. For others, you may need to pray with or for them. Uh, regardless, you will need to take a strong stand in your commitment to follow Jesus. Now, a slight clarification. These mm-hmm. things take a long time. They do. If you're introducing someone to Jesus, it could take months, weeks, days, years. Yeah. Right? And so be patient in that process and and know that someone's relationship with God, we're all kind of on our own journey of that, our yeah. timeline, right? And, and whatever stage we're at, mm-hmm. often some people take it, uh, steps very quickly and then take a while to take the next one. And yeah. and so you just have to be patient regardless of what stage they might be at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So go find your friends or friend, have a good conversation with them, help each other experience, follow, and stay loyal to God. So thanks guys for listening today. We know that there are a lot of things you can do with your time. And we really appreciate you taking some time today to grow in a relationship with God. Until next time, follow God, be loyal, 